What's up, everybody? It's Austin Rivers from the Minnesota Timberwolves. It's a new year, and I have a new podcast here at The Ringer, Off Guard, hosted by me and my guy, Pasha Hugigi. Austin and I go way back and talk so much hoop already that we figured it was time to fire up the mics and let you in on all of these conversations. Every week, Pasha and I will hit on the biggest stories happening in the league and get Austin's perspective of someone currently hooping in the NBA. Tap into Off Guard every Friday on The Ringer NBA show feed on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Show. My name is Danny Heifetz. I am joined by Danny Kelly and Craig Corbeck, and we are in person at Radio Row <laughs> in Phoenix, Arizona quietest, for the Super Bowl. That was the quietest one I've ever heard. I, it feels so weird yelling in front of people. <laughs> I, I never, there's so many people. This is the loudest environment we've been in, and yet this is the quietest Heifetz has ever been. I don't know. It's, I'm getting alphaed by all these other people. <laughs> <laughs> Just like... You're with your people here. Other loudmouths. I mean, you're worried about like other radio hosts. Like, come on. Screaming? Yeah. Go for Should it. Should I do it again? Let it out. Yeah. Welcome to the Rear Fantasy Football Show! I You're don't still know. not yelling. All right, anyway, whatever. <laughs> all right, today is power hour, so we're going to power rank uh, all the non-Super Bowl news yeah. of Super Bowl week. Like We're uh, at the Super Bowl. Everyone's content right now <laughs> is Super Bowl, so we're, we're zagging. Yeah. yeah. We're going to do all the other, because there's, there's a lot going on, so we're going to cover all non-Super Bowl stuff. Well, we're the geniuses, because we went, if you want a Super Bowl preview, we did our Super Bowl preview yesterday at the hotel. Yep. And then now we came to Radio Row to talk about <laughs> everything except the Super Bowl, because we're good at this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but a lot of stuff is happening and we kind of just felt like we had to talk about all this stuff. So again, you want the Super Bowl preview or just more importantly, the guys who made the Whopper song. Whopper, 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 Whopper. That was yesterday. Check that out. And then tomorrow we're going to have a big prop bet draft show with us, with Solak. So that's going to be fun. But today, yeah, it's just everything else. So we're doing it power hour style. If you haven't done that with us before, talk about a topic for two minutes ish. 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 And we're not going to be beholden it's gonna too be much to the here on Radio Row. Yeah. We, should, uh, we should have actually done a real power hour now that we're in person. We should have had real beer. We should have. <laughs> we should As opposed to the fake beer we yeah. always drink. Right. Well, I drink real beer and then you guys like... Anyway. Craig we're was in, drinking kombucha or something. Yeah, that was ridiculous. But it's technically alcohol. It, it, it was it? like 1 p.m. on a <laughs> Wednesday. All right. We're going to do it for two minutes and then Kai, our assistant producer here, is going to play this sound. Great it's song. a great song. It's a great song. <laughs> really is. They had it all Monday Night Football, and I, w- I hope that they keep it next year because they had the lotto, the big yeah. energy. And, yeah. All right, we'll see. All right, so we're just power ranking all the news that's happened Let's do in, it. The, in the world. Uh, not the world, just the NFL. But actually, we're starting with not the NFL. We're just starting with number one, just LeBron James. Pass LeBron Korean. James. Uh, last night is the NBA's all-time score. That was like a cool sports moment. That was actually really cool. I was curious what you guys, your like actual thoughts were because I thought about it. I was just like, Honestly, the part of me I keep thinking about was just he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated at 17 right. with like the chosen one. And that was like 21 years ago, almost to the week. And like, he fucking did it. That's crazy. Right. No one has lived up to the hype more than him, probably. Right. Yeah, I would say so. But even more so, he just didn't crack. 
which is I, I, even more amazing. No, I mean, LeBron's biggest mistake of his career, I guess you would say, is the decision, which when you look back, <laughs> right. uh, it's probably not even that big of a deal anymore. He's been just like, just like his, his literal play on the court, he's incredibly consistent. He's 27-7-7 yeah, yeah. seven, seven, seven on the court, and off the court, he's kind of just been smooth sailing. <laughs> I think that the, the, the through line in all the greats of sports history are they advanced the body. Michael Jordan like was the first guy who started lifting weights. Tom Brady got into pliability, and LeBron James is like the third level of that for hairline, uh, where it's like it's been a, rude. It, <laughs> Sorry, I, I guess that's a sore subject yeah. for you. But yeah. Can we talk about the photo yeah. of him and everyone has their phones and they did it with the, the, the Jordan shot side by side and no one's on their phones? What the fuck happened that's to us? That's kind of like, that's bullshit though. Like no one had camera phones back then. Like no, you didn't no have shit. literally no cameras it's, on it's your phones like, back then. I don't think it was it's 98. like, no one's like, why weren't they yes. recording? That's I think it's more question. just like, wow, look at all these people look experiencing something in the world. moment yeah. and not <laughs> see, visualizing it through their screen, even though they're actually well, there. Right? There's one guy, old guy in the front row, who's not looking at his phone. And then Craig that was the one who told me. Phil Knight, the, <laughs> the founder of Nike, <laughs> who has probably seen so much cool shit in his life. He's like, I don't need to record this on my phone. He's I, like, I, it's on TV. I could just like TiVo <laughs> it. There's something called a memory. It's the coolest photo ever. He's just chilling on courtside. Everyone else has their phone up and he's just watching it. Well, even LeBron's sons are both taking videos and I'm like, if we're next to each other and you're taking a video, I don't know about you guys, I, I put just my phone yours. away. I'll just yeah. send it take to you. Yours. Like, it's yeah. going to be all over Twitter <laughs> from every different yeah. angle. Like, why? I guess you don't put it, I guess you want to put it on the Instagram story, Instagram. I guess is that what you're paying the money for? Do Instagram Live that you were there and flex and everyone you know? Is that more the point? We're already blowing past Tom Tom, but oh, I have yeah, a question. Sorry. Do you think, so everyone's comparing it to that Jordan shot, right? The Jazz Jordan shot, his last shot on the Bulls. Do you think LeBron shot it from that elbow so that everybody could match it up with Jordan. Do you think he <laughs> yes. knew where to shoot it from? No yes, way. except the key difference is... I think is, he did. Uh, you really think yes, he thought that? Yes. Oh, my God, yeah. I, I think he'd rather shoot, like, a jumper from the elbow than, like, some ugly, like, layup in traffic. I agree. He should have done the thing where he switches hands, like the iconic Jordan, you know, play where he, like, switched his hands yeah, mid, yeah. midair. Should've LeBron doesn't have that hang time anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think LeBron didn't stage manage that play? Like, please. But... He did. I will also say, I'm pretty sure, could be wrong, Kay. I'm not an ex basketball expert, Pretty sure when Jordan made the shot, they won the game. Yeah, they, I could it, be wrong. Who the, won? I don't know. The we, Lakers lost. The Lakers lost the game. <laughs> to the Thunder. <laughs> this is like literally like the Kyle Pitts thing. It's this just was like, the biggest controversy last night at the bar while we were watching him do this was, okay, this is getting a little long. Like, how long they are we going to the spend? game for like 30 minutes, did a full <laughs> a press conference. Time. Like, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar came out and spoke. <laughs> it was like, they, they should have just ended the game and said like, whatever. should have just ended the game. <laughs> call it from there. Stop the count. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. All right. Next one. Sorry, Tom Tom. Number two, non-Super Bowl news. Aaron Rodgers is going on a darkness retreat. Uh, okay. Rodgers is going to decide whether or not he will retire. He's going to go on a darkness retreat. It is For a four, four days. Four-day retreat where he's going to just be in darkness. I would like Kai to actually play the actual clip of Rodgers. It's four nights of uh, complete uh, darkness. What? You going to Alaska? Not Alaska, no. I've been to Alaska. That's a beautiful state. Beautiful. That's a Are you locked in? Where is it? You're not locked in. No, you can you can leave if you if you you know you can't do it. You can just walk out the door. But it's uh, it's a darkness retreat. What? <laughs> it's what? four nights in a dark house with a bathroom, and then like one of those like prison slots to like give you food. Right. This isn't the like literally <laughs> solitary confinement is considered torture. It's against the Geneva Convention. Right? I like, think, people with will literally do anything now if it costs a lot of money to make themselves like find who they really are. Do you think next year he'll be like, I'm going to a waterboarding? 
how you can do I'm going, it, what's a what's another like euphemism for waterboarding it's like a water treatment yeah, yeah a water like, towel treatment yeah like <laughs> a water enhanced towel water, yeah. towel water massage enhanced massage water okay massage. we're going too far there yeah no that's um, it's a horrible thing but uh, yeah, like, <laughs> but I love the reaction where he's like, yeah, I'm doing it four nights. And he's like, what? He's essentially doing like a sensory deprivation yeah. week. Right. Uh, right but here's the thing. Pitch black. Like there's literally no light or it's just like the lights aren't he on. He said it's pitch black. <laughs> here's, okay. here's, here's my thing though. On one hand, this is crazy. On the other hand, do all those people taking the videos of LeBron not need a four day darkness retreat? Why? I mean, we all need to unplug a little. I kind of would not mind not having my phone or anything, but can you, how was the last time? What's the longest you've gone with your own thoughts? Golf. Mm. It's whenever I golf. Okay, I don't look so at my like phone for like five hours, hours when I golf. When imagine? I don't have service. <laughs> Sleep. Like planes. <laughs> Sleep. Can you imagine four days with your own thoughts? When you don't have, I, I buy a service on planes. I know, I can't even escape in 30,000 feet I can't go three hours without like looking at Twitter. Dude, the ayahuasca, all the stuff makes made of, gets made fun of. I think this is one of the hardest things I can think of. Four days with, no th with just my thoughts. Hey, what, what's harder, being a quarterback in the Super Bowl or spending four days with your own thoughts in <laughs> darkness? I, just, I don't know. It's, They're again, equally unlikely to me. Literally torture. <laughs> Literally. Do you think this is going to help Rodgers figure out what his next path is? He says he's not committed to even coming back yet. He he's still doesn't play. know. Is he officially, did he commit to actually making a decision or are we going to have to go through more he of this? He's, well, like, he's, he's, not, he's not at that stage yet where he's uh, going to decide what his future so is. So to remind everyone the stakes here, if he plays just this season, he literally gets a check, like direct deposit. For fifty-eight million dollars. Think how big of a mansion you can turn into a dark house with fifty million dollars. <laughs> you could get your own dark house. He could get. I mean, with Russell Wilson's house, he could get like almost four bedrooms. That's right. For that, it's like right After next taxes. to the safe room, you got the dark room, and you could just, you know. Also, oh, every, he, he every said, summer. He said it'd been on his calendar for months and months and months. Have you ever heard of this? Like well, sensory. I've heard of quiet retreats. I've heard of sensory deprivation. But that's like tanks. you're in a tank, and yeah, that's yeah, for like, for an, like hour. an hour. You float in water. It's like an episode yeah. of Dave. I, Something yes, new every time. Exactly. All right. On the, all right. Entirely new Tom Tom here. Where is he going to go? So mm. obviously I've been yelling from the rooftops that Aaron Rodgers is going to go to the Jets. Yeah. I will admit I started a waiver last week because Devontae Adams just starts tweeting out. Someone was like, where's Rodgers going to go? And he just quote tweeted and was like, my neighborhood. And I, I, there's all, I, uh, betting odds are basically the Jets, Raiders, Packers are all basically even at this point. Mm -hmm. And it's, it, it's, it's wild, man. Like there's so much going into this. Like Sauce Gardner was like, I know things that, things I know, right? that it was like the most vague thing I've ever heard. But you guys are, are, are you guys convinced he's going to leave A and then where do you think he goes Jets Raiders? I think he's not going to play for the Packers anymore. I think that th this was their plan all along. To me, like this is executed very well by them. The contract was structured to, for him to leave after a year. Right. And they never said it, but that's what is happening. Um, and I think I'm beginning, like obviously this, these are two favorites. I think it's Jets and Raiders. I think it's going to be the Jets. It's like the, what Sauce Gardner said. It's like basically he's alluding to the idea that they already know yeah, wait, what's what going to happen. Sauce say? What did he Sauce say? Sauce basically was like, I know something about something, you know, I, I know a little say. bit, but I can't. I don't know. It, it was it, it was like nothing. But I think basically they hired Hackett. Yeah, but the Broncos did too, and they got Russell Wilson. Yeah, but they hired Hackett for a very specific reason. It didn't happen. Now I think the Woody Jets Johnson hired Hackett. wanted Hackett. Why would you hire Hackett after what? Because just happened? Woody Johnson wants Hackett <laughs> so they can sell tickets for to have Aaron Rodgers and the Jets and not have Zach Wilson. So they want. Aaron Rodgers. They want him. I, I, I'm a Steelers fan. I want him. Here's the key point. The <laughs> Rodgers doesn't technically have a no trade clause, but he basically does because no one can trade for him the way his contract is unless he like wants to be there. So you basically have to work out a deal with Rodgers. And so he has a de facto no trade clause. One week, So he can kind of decide and it's mm -hmm. a mix of like what the Packers are willing to do and he's willing to do. They do have to come to some sort of agreement. The weird wrinkle in this is 
remember like two weeks ago when Aaron Rodgers was like railing about Big Pharma? Yes. You know who owns the Jets? Woody Johnson, who's the heir to fucking J Johnson and Johnson. Oh, <laughs> and geez. like one of the the whole reason Rodgers went to Canada and did the immunization thing or whatever the hell was that was he is allergic. He said he was allergic to two of the vaccines and he didn't want he was freaked out by the Johnson Johnson vaccine. He's railing up big pharma. So I, never I don't know what anyone involved with. So he's gonna go to the, yeah. the, the, the bronze medalist vaccine squad? <laughs> oh, I don't yeah. know. Who owns the, the the third best vaccine? I think he's going to the Raiders. We never did vaccine tears. We, we never ran, ran, powering vaccines. Should that be your next, next draft guide? Why, why wouldn't he go to the Raiders? Uh, honestly, I, the main thing I'm like, do they have the resources to get him? I think absolutely, because they yeah. have the seventh pick. So like the Raiders, so it's more the like seventh pick for Rodgers. Well, that's the thing. It's like if the Raiders want Rodgers, they can obviously outbid the Jets. Yeah, but it's, it's like, just what, do you want to do that, or would you rather just go get C.J. Stroud? Is C.J. Stroud going to be there at seven? Well, Probably they can trade not. up. Yeah. It's like you could take the Rodgers deal. And probably less than the Rodgers. You put that into the this, this seventh pick. You don't have to move that high up for the seventh pick. Like, you probably just go get CJ Stroud. So, would you rather have Stroud or Rodgers or whoever you want? Will Levis? I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's definitely plausible that the Raiders do it. I think it would be Jets, Raiders. Obviously, those are the betting odds anyway. Do you, but yeah. do you think players factor in at all? Like, Aaron Rodgers has been in Green Bay, Wisconsin for 20 years, and he would have to go to it's New Jersey to, to play to. in the snow. Absolutely. Do you think he's like, you know what would be nice? Like, warm weather, Vegas, dome. Wait, wait. West Coast. I'm talking about weather. Like, is he like, you know what? I, I'm good. I, I've played in the snow for 20 years now. Like, I'd like to go indoors and on the West Coast where I'm from. Yeah, he's from California and he, he lives in LA in the offseason. I do think that's probably part of the reason the Raiders, obviously also Devontae being there. Someone made a good point, which is usually it's like, oh, can you handle New York? It's like the Packers are such a bigger deal than the Jets, which is the oh, one. Yeah. I don't think it has anything to do with like big cities is scaring him or anything like that. I think it's truly just like how nice it is to live on the West Coast and be in a dome and not have to deal with weather and all that if he would just rather do that Rogers for two years. Rogers waxing poetically about the, like the how New York is like the death of American culture <laughs> every week while the Jets go like 12 and 5 and then lose in the second round of the playoffs would kind of be like the funniest possible. Do you think Do you think there's anything in the back of his mind where he's just like, Favre did it so I don't want to do this? I, but he also might go in this darkness retreat and be doing whatever mind-altering substances and being like, yes, the universe is speaking to me. It's like the life is just cycles. You know what I mean? It's like, you ever watch that chef's table episode where the Brazilian chef is just like, yeah, I did like way too much acid once and the, the a God told me that life was just circles. I just like the idea that he shits on the culture of New York City and, and might go to Las Vegas. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> well, I don't think he's done that. I'm just kind of assuming he might. Okay. okay. He hasn't said that. Anyway. Okay. All right. Glad we're doing power hour. I think Anyway, I still think it was the Jets. Power hour. It was power. It's, it was yes. actually really power half hour because <laughs> yeah. we would do two minutes and ten topics. Now it's really power hour. All right. Uh, speaking of the Raiders, so Derek Carr is technically still a Raiders employee, which is kind of funny because he's basically I don't know been exiled. Uh, so he visited the Saints. Um, the, what, what happened at the Pro Bowl? So oh, he's yeah. like traveling yeah. to Phoenix. But Derek Carr just went absolutely ham in like the skills challenge, like the passing challenge for the quarterbacks. He, he scored like 40, which I don't know what that means. Who was he up against? Anybody good? Yeah, what was the sport? The rest of the 40 in dodgeball? What Tyler Huntley. He barely beat Tyler Huntley, which is. Is that right? I can't, actually didn't watch, Who were, if like, I'm the being other totally best honest. quarterbacks competing? I don't know. The Pro Bowl ones? I'm not sure. I, uh, to be honest with you, I did not watch. So was that, it was like Kenny Pickett and Davis Mills or something? <laughs> Dude, no one wants to go to the Pro Bowl anymore. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence was there. I saw oh. him. Tyler Huntley was there. I don't know. Point is, why the fuck was Tyler really Huntley there? Because he was like the fourth alternate. Because every everyone else was injured or like no, dropped out. Huntley was an alternate, but I, I'm pretty sure what happened is so this year they let the coaches get a third, fans get a third, and players get a third. If you let's say you're Buffalo Bill, and you want Josh Allen to make the Pro Bowl, you're like, all right, you got three votes. You vote for Josh Allen. You vote for Mahomes. If you just vote for Burrow, Mahomes, and Allen, it's like you didn't vote for Josh Allen at all. You know what I mean? Your vote's like wasted. So you're like, oh, I got to vote for people 
who will help Josh. You vote for Josh, maybe vote for Mahomes, and you're like, oh, you go to the bottom of the list. Who won't make it? Who can I burn my vote on? And they vote for Huntley. And they got so many people probably did that to burn their vote that Huntley actually made it as an alternate. That's your theory? I think that's exactly what happened. <laughs> yeah, there's no other explanation. He had two fucking touchdown passes. It's like passes. writing in your dad for president. Yeah. No, did you do that? I didn't do that. People do that. This is super niche, but it's like how uh, Anthony Hopkins won the the Oscar for Best Actor over Chadwick Boseman. The because year. people thought it was assumed he would win. Everybody, everybody basically told everybody else, I voted for Anthony Hopkins, but Chadwick Boseman's going to win. And everybody just did that. Like, they were like, I think Anthony Hopkins had the best performance, so I'm going to write that name down because I know that Chadwick Boseman will likely win anyway uh, because of, you know, passed away they, everything that went along. And then everybody just voted for Anthony Hopkins. But didn't they move the order of the awards yes. to best actor last so that they could do the, the Boseman? designed around posthumously winning. winning. And <laughs> yes. then Anthony Hopkins didn't even go. Yes. Because he was on Zoom, but he thought he was going to lose, so he went to bed. Yeah. And they just ended the show. Yes. Okay, so anyway, that's why Tyler also, Huntley was at the Pro Bowl. So Ta who vote, writes in their dad for president? I don't know. I've just heard that that's thing? like a thing. That it's like Harambe. Do. Yeah, writing in Harambe. Right. Okay. okay. Anyway. Anyway. Um. So Derek Carr. He did the challenge, the passing <laughs> challenge, where you're like trying to hit targets that are on the move and all that. He hit. He he like just lit it up. We and got then, a whole forty on the on the thing. Wow. I don't that's know incredible. what the score was, but yeah. I mean, this is it's who knows the context. It was he I had a high number. I was joking. Um. And they are interviewing at the end, and basically were like, "Wow, I don't know if I've ever seen you this hot in Vegas." And he was like, yeah, that's why I'm leaving. And then he just made like this shit-eating grin on his a face. humility. <laughs> so It was pretty funny. The, the car thing's weird. So basically, the only he's gone. So the only question is, do the Raiders trade him or do they cut him? The Raiders want to trade him so they can get draft picks. And Derek Carr probably wants to get cut so he can like pick his team Wherever and become a starter. Uh, and there's like a soft deadline here. where So next, we're recording this Wednesday the 8th. Wednesday the 15th, so the day after Valentine's Day. Basically, if he's on the roster that day, the Raiders have to... Basically, if they cut him before that day, they'll save like $30 million in cap space. But if he's on the roster on Wednesday, it's like guaranteed they can't get rid of him. Or they could, but the salary guarantees. We could get in. It's basically a game of chicken between them. I don't personally, I don't think it's worth getting into like, well, here's what happens if he, the salary guarantees and the accounting mechanisms. It's like he will either be on the roster seven days from today or he will not. And from mm. that point, it will be much clearer what's happening. So honestly, we can just check in. But in one week, we'll have some kind of update on Derek Carr. And we'll see if they cut him or not. And if Did, they don't cut him, they have to so trade him. So let's go through both scenarios, though. If he's not cut, what teams do you think he's likely to go to? It, okay, so it's weird because like people are going to be like, well, his money's guaranteed, and who wants to pay for Carr if he's $32 million is guaranteed? That's, I actually think, completely wrong. He's only under contract for one-year guarantee. Right, yeah. And like, that's actually incredible for a quarterback to have one year of Derek Carr for $30 million, and then he's under... Like, you have to give him a new deal, so it's like... It, I don't know, it's all kind of weird, but like... Would you have to give him a new deal? Yeah, you don't have to. Yeah, because you could just rent him for a year for $30 million and then decide what to do, right? It's basically like a franchise tag yeah. if you also had not the option to move on for free, but you had him under contract. It's like better than a franchise are, tag. Are we burying the lead that he visited the Saints? Like, have we mentioned that? No, I said that at the time. Okay, yeah, but so he visited being, the Saints. So you go to the Saints, who, again, are like $30 million over the cap and just do like <laughs> their, I know. <laughs> what happened with Man Money's City? Not real. I mean, they when, will figure it out. Did you yeah. see that report? Manchester City had all these like holding shell companies. No. And that was like how they were like skirting all the the Premier League finance rules. The Saints have to be doing that, right? Yeah, there's some type of money creative. laundering. It's very creative. They just have all these like casino river boats that they just yes. like hide their money on. I don't know how yeah, money laundering on, works. It's on Riverland, so it's not it's not real. How do we feel about Derek Carr and the Saints? <laughs> it's just I don't feel anything about Derek Carr. I was actually more interested in the dad voting thing and the Tyler Huntley. I don't really care about Derek Carr at all. What's, well, we were talking about, about the dad voting thing. You write in a name that you think should never be heard president. What? Uh, my dad should not be president. Well, that's the source. I mean, I I didn't vote for my dad, but I'm saying I think people DK do that. said that as like a, a one off. It just popped into his head and you treated it like that's his like <laughs> mantra in life. <laughs> is... You're right. But I'm still more interested in it than Derek Carr. 
We were talking yesterday. There's this funny uh, Lewis Black bit <laughs> where he talks about nutrition and how nobody, like, nobody knows anything about the body and about food. And he was like, he was like, how long have we been studying this shit? And he's like, here's the perfect example to show you that we don't know what the fuck we're doing. He's like, is milk good or bad for you? And no one, like the audience just sat there for four seconds. He's like, exactly. He's like, we've been doing this for how many decades? We still don't fucking know. Is milk good or bad for you? And that's kind of how I feel about Derek Carr. Is Derek Carr good or bad for your team? I don't know. Nobody knows. Everybody hates Kyler Murray. Yeah. Just incredible. Um, there was a report some point in the last month. Uh, the Cardinals coaching search was taking so long in part because nobody wanted to work with Kyler Murray, who's, by the way, that massive contract extension he signed that had the homework clause in the Call of Duty hasn't even like started yet. Someone needs to get Cliff Kingsbury on the I, record. I, here. I, yes, yeah. I need to hear what he <laughs> thinks about Kyler go Murray. Go to Thailand. Yeah, yeah, I need, what's that, Christine Amanpour? Like, we need her to, like, go and, like, get, like, the hour-long Can, thing. like, he call in anonymously somewhere? I guess everybody would know it's him. But, like, I just, I need to know if, I, I almost struggle to believe this, this story that well, nobody wants to coach Kyler well, Murray. Nobody, but I will say this. Terry Bradshaw said, like, this week, that Sean Payton did not want the Cardinals job because he did not want to work with Kyler Murray. Like, he's, Bradshaw said that flat out. Remember, Terry and then he Brad went to work with Russell Wilson. I know. And it's, <laughs> gee, that's a good point. But also, we'll Terry talk Bradshaw, about that, yeah. But talk about sources and stuff. Terry Bradshaw literally worked on the Fox set with Sean Payton for like 18 weeks in a row. So like, I kind of believe Terry Bradshaw. And, and Bradshaw you know seems I mean? like the kind of guy who would like let the cat out of the bag. That's the even first and last time anyone's to. ever said, I kind of believe Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> I trust Terry no, Bradshaw. No, hold on, hold on. Did you see what he also said this week when he was like, yeah, like, you know, if I died on set, think of the ratings. That'd be great for Fox. <laughs> Jesus. I tweeted that that's like what Tom Cruise is saying about Mission Impossible, like 14. Oh my God, dude. He's like, he's like I got an idea, Doug Lyman. What if I fucking die <laughs> in the go. movie? Or Chris McQuarrie. Sorry, he's the director. I went to see, Ava on your recommendation, you're right, Avatar 2 in IMAX 3D, which was one of the 10 best things that's ever happened to me. And before that, they have like the 10 minute. He's, got, he's going hyperbole on these movies this year. Oh my God, that's incredible. He talked about how Bullet Train changed his life. I didn't say that. Every, every, every week my life. I Bullet see Hyman, he, he has experienced something that was the best in his life. <laughs> I'm just excited. Never he's very peak. enthusiastic, Craig. Yes. Oh my God. I just, I'm just excited. The point being, there, there was like the 10 minute monologue or montage I don't know, a video of Tom Cruise like doing that bike jump and whatever yeah. the Mission oh, Impossible yeah. was. He's jumping off the cliff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was crazy. Yeah. What a crazy guy. Dude, he's, yeah. He's a death wish. Yeah. Him and Tom Brady need to just like do something. They're like the same person. Tom Cruise, I think, is now more of like a magician than an actor. He's like David, he's closer to David Blaine <laughs> than he is to like Robert De Niro. Well, no, it's like the prestige. Like he's just a psych, like he would do anything. Yeah, I, I truly believe that. I, I think he's just going to keep upping the ante until he like maybe dies. So maybe he could coach the Cardinals. Maybe he'll coach the Cardinals. Uh, They're the also, same size, him and Kyler. They could relate. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> they can see eye to eye. They can. Okay, well, also, I just want to say the Cardinals are the oldest team in the NFL. Like, they're a century old, and they've never had a coach for more than six years. So anyway, in other news, the Cowboys fired Kellen Moore as offensive coordinator. I don't really know how to segue from that. Yeah, they just, I, I guess you got to fire somebody. I uh, think that's what it was. It was like, essentially, Dak threw a lot of interceptions this year. Therefore, well, no, it, no one was fired. It was a mutual parting of sure, ways. Sure, sure, right. What did your guys's, what was your take on the reaction from Cowboys fans? Because I thought it was actually a little bit split. Like, I, I think a lot of Cowboys fans were like, what the hell are we doing? And then I saw a few others that were like, okay, maybe it is time to move on. Like, am I stupid? Like, I thought Kellen Moore was a good offensive coordinator. I mean, the Cowboys have been a top five offense right. since Kellen Moore has been at uh, the helm of the play calling. I think the the vibe is that Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore did not see eye to eye, unlike Tom Cruise and Kyler Murray. Right. And <laughs> they, they I, I, but I think that this is Mike McCarthy's thing. And Mike McCarthy, first, there's two layers to it. The first is Mike McCarthy being like, one, does anyone look at the Cowboys the last 
three years and be like, you know what? Mike McCarthy needs more to do on the sideline. Yeah, because now he's calling plays. <laughs> like, it's like the guy who like... Wait, the, is he? Yes. Because they hired Brian Schottenheimer to be the offensive coordinator. Jerry Jones said Mike McCarthy's going to uh, call plays. Okay. And like... So isn't there a world by like week 11, Dan Quinn is the head coach of the Cowboys? Yes. Right? No, no, no. No, because he, this is the second layer. And I think the, the, the important point, McCarthy's easy to make fun of just like Jason Garrett was. This is all Jerry Jones's fault. Jerry Jones just wants to be a fancy football owner. Like he just wants to like run the team. And I feel like, what's that Simpsons quote? Like the Homer Simpson quote about alcohol? It's like, it's the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. It's like, that's Jerry Jones. He's the cause of and solution to all of the Cowboys <laughs> issues. always asks, what's that Simpsons quote? And then just says it. <laughs> And we have, I have no honest, idea what I mean, What's I that Homer quote? And then he just know. perfectly quotes it. I'm like, oh, I guess that is the quote. I, don't, I didn't know that. Next time, wait, Heifetz. Let him answer. Or just say, you know that Homer quote. Don't you know that? Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll take the, I yeah. like the feedback. It's a little live feedback for you. <laughs> oh, Kim Hayward for the Steelers just like walked up. I thought he was going to come to our table and start quoting the Simpsons, but he did not. He's absolutely massive. But you Should don't I think that if the, if the Cowboys are four and seven and week 11, that McCarthy's done? No, because I think that Jerry Jones runs the team... I know this sounds like flowery, but I mean this. I think that his actual problem is he's so loyal that he he basically hires and pays people as he wants them to be rather than like who they really are. So like he hired Mike, like the reason he had Garrett for 10 years is because like he came up under the Cowboys and Jerry Jones convinced himself this is the guy. And he'll also, he's a yes man. And it's like, he convinced himself, Mike McCarthy is this genius coach who somehow defeated Jerry's mighty Cowboys in the playoffs twice. And it's like, he just fucking beat the team. And now he's like, it's like he's so invested in being right about Mike McCarthy. He doesn't, Jerry's not going to admit he's wrong. It's I mean, like, this, this is, yeah, this is actually the exact same thing with the Zeke thing, right? Like, he wants Zeke to be Emmett Smith. He is absolutely just trying to force that thing through. Do you think like, they're going to resign no, him? I don't know what's going to happen. There's, there's all these reports that he's going to take a pay cut, but and then, then they'll franchise tag Pollard or just like, I don't Pollard, know. I, Pollard, I don't think, leaves because. It doesn't make sense for him to like rehab an injury and learn a new system with a new team. It's like you should rehab and go back to the place where you don't have to worry about learning new stuff so much. Right. And then Zeke has to take a pay cut. But like he thinks Zeke's Emmett Smith. They paid Michael Gallup. Like Michael Gallup did not tear his ACL at the end of the season. They give him like three years, 50 something million. Didn't they paid they? him like he didn't he had get a- to, He had to have another surgery after the year to like clean up something with his knee. So he definitely was not like fully healthy at the end of the season. You know season. how you sometimes, you guys ever set an alarm? Like an aspirational alarm, and you mm-hmm. hit snooze, like, and you get up an hour later. Oh, you're like, yeah. you were never going to get up at yeah. that time. Yeah. That's how Jerry Imagine like, runs getting the up Cowboys. when your alarm went off. Yeah. I was kind of psycho. I could never. <laughs> All the deals that Jerry Jones signs are like the first alarm you set. You're like, oh, I'll pay, yeah, Michael Gallup, 57 million. Yeah, that'll, that, that, of course. I think and, he's going to come back and be really good next year. I don't think he was healthy. Dude, I agree. I, think but, we've, I feel like we've been hearing about this is going to be the Michael Gallup year for four straight years, and it never happens. <laughs> I'm so sick of drafting him on my fantasy team. <laughs> yeah. This is how you know it's a good time. Maybe it is. That's get a buy in. if I've yeah, ever heard it. Now. It's, I guess it's the ultimate buy low. Okay. Um, so they fired Kellen Moore. Next up here. Sorry, Tom Tom, by the way. My God, what a tough yeah, we've, day we've for Tom We've lost Tom. that. That's, yeah. that's done. Ugh. Tom Tom is, is dead. Deep behind R. the curtain R. here. There's no internet on Radio Row, which makes absolutely He's no sense. Killing the magic. <laughs> so we don't have the timer pulled up at the yeah. moment. We literally can't get a timer. So that's anyway. tough. Well, I want to use my watch, but I turned on Siri so I mean, often. We could by do a timer if we really tried, like on our fine. phone or something, but whatever. The Cowboys mutually parted ways. Right. They, we've yeah. more. And then the Chargers mutually joined with... They hired him. Like immediately. Yeah, like almost like five hours. Yeah, it was... Yeah. And then so... Everyone was yelling about Joe Lombardi to be gone, and now Kellen Moore's there, and we'll see. I mean, I'm excited about it. I think it's great. I think if, especially if you look at the the breadth of Lombardi's career in terms of what he's done with specific quarterbacks, going back Joe to Joe Lombardi, not Vince. Right. When you go back to the Lions, when he was the, you know, coordinating our calling place for the Lions, like 
Matt Stafford was a checkdown king. You know, obviously with Drew Brees, like he was losing his arm strengths or whatever. But like this, what he did with Stafford relative to like what Stafford has done the rest of his career, and then what he did in terms of like the offensive structure with with Justin Herbert last year, where it was a lot of checkdowns, a lot of really low, like a low A dot offense just in general. Well, you just mentioned two of the five quarterbacks with the best arms of, of our lifetime. Right, exactly. It's like the five best arms of our lifetime are Rodgers, Mahomes, Stafford, Herbert, and some, I guess Josh Allen. And yeah. like two of those guys he turned into Drew Brees. Yeah. And it, it's just like, I'm just really excited to see what he, what Herbert's going to look like outside of this, this uh, Joe Lombardi offense. You know, if they're going to push the ball down the field more, if they're going to design plays that like get him to like, you know, not get rid of the ball so quickly, things like that. I'm really excited to see how that yeah, does. Yeah, I mean, like, look what he did with Dak. Like, well, yeah. Yeah. well, you're the third string quarterback for the Chargers, Craig. So, how I, do you feel about working with Kellen? I couldn't be happier. I mean, don't they say with Dak, Dak is like one of the smarter quarterbacks in the league, and Kellen and him really like had yeah. a great chemistry. Herbert's yeah, a smart yeah. guy too. Um, I, I'm really excited to see Herbert and Kellen Moore actually like put together an offense that is suited to Herbert's skill set. Yeah, like what he wants to do. And I hope that they can also bring in... I think they need a little bit more talent on the on the offense, oh, yeah. to be honest. Well, yeah. they, there's also this buzz that they'll cut Keenan Allen to get under the cap. And on one hand, I get it, because Keenan Allen is set to make like $20 million, and that's a, that's a lot for Keenan Allen. On the other hand, I'm like, there are a lot of ways to get under the cap, and I'm like, it would save them $15 million bucks. And it's like, dude, if they cut Keenan Allen, and there's... First of all, Keenan Allen immediately is the best free agent receiver. And like... And Keenan then Allen has been good. I mean, he got hurt this year finally. He's been pretty much healthy for like six straight right. seasons. They, he has 100 catches every single year, and he hurt his hamstring this year and missed the majority of the season. They also didn't draft a receiver last year, so they have to draft a receiver this year. Yeah. They cut Keenan Allen. They have to draft like two receivers. Well, if you cut Keenan Allen, you have Mike Williams, who has trouble staying on the field, is pushing 30. And then kind of like Josh Palmer, DeAndre Carter, like yeah. Gerald Everett is like on a one-year deal, right? He's I don't know a, if they're... I think he's a cut candidate. He, I think yeah, I Gerald Everett's like, gone. They kind of have to like massively overhaul their receiving group and if they cut Keenan Allen. I'm a, I'm a sucker for this, but it's also not... I don't think it should be underrated that Keenan Allen has like been a good soldier. And like, it doesn't always work well in the locker room when you kind of shiv a veteran who's been through like pretty fucking tough situation with the Chargers of like being irrelevant, going through the chart. I mean, all the losses that they've gone through and Keenan Allen's just like been there. And it's like, unless he wants to go, like, I don't know. Sometimes it's tough to shiv someone. And then also perhaps that lingering, like if you can fix it, it's one thing. If you have a replacement to shiv a veteran locker room leader and then like maybe go through the whole shiv. season being like, oh, you know what? Probably needed that guy. You know what I mean? I would love if they just said fuck it and like dropped a bag for Chris Godwin or something like that. Ooh, oh yeah. my god, that. Well, Honestly, the free agent class and the receiver the position Bucks, is not very good. No, if you're the Bucks, should you just sell Evans? Like, should Evans and Godwin just be traded as a package deal? <laughs> no, <laughs> just do that. no one's going to do that. Just do it. Why not? Bears. I've never where seen that Bears? before. That would be pretty funny. I'm into just the Bears, idea that the Bucks at? just tank, start playing Gabbert, <laughs> trade literally all of their players. Kyle Trask. Kyle Trask. Isn't Gabbard there too? Yeah. All right, can I give you guys a trade right now? Wow, I just sure. thought of this. This is really dumb and not realistic. However, it's brilliant. Justin Fields. No, for I already don't Justin like Justin Fields for Godwin and Evans. You draft Bryce Young first overall. Well, because then the Bears can just go get Just give Bryce the Bucks Young, Justin Fields. And then the Bears can get Bryce Young, and then now you have two receivers. Justin, so the, and the Bears have $100 million in cap, so they actually could take both receivers. Am I crazy to think that no, you know what? I actually don't hate that. Isn't that nuts? Justin it's Fields is, could fetch more than that, though, don't you think? Okay, yeah. Give him, the, the Bucks have to send a pick to the first right. rounder. Okay. First rounder, yeah. Evans and Godwin. Sure. <laughs> Why not? But it's kind of like okay. better for everybody. I mean, it's not like I love the Bears for Justin Fields, but the Buccaneers are not necessarily set up for long-term success either. They're like rebuilding. Why would they? Why would he, they need a quarterback? He wouldn't be any better going to the Buccaneers. Why don't they just send him both to the Packers for Jordan Love and then Rodgers comes back? Done. Whoa. 
<laughs> I don't know. Just blew his mind. I love this package deal thing. I mean, it's fun. Yeah, it is. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like when your fantasy league meets up at your house. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this is anything but a fantasy. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Um, otherwise, speaking of package deals. So we mentioned last week on the show that Sean Payton um, signed with the Broncos and you were on that show, Craig. It, our basic take was just like, it's probably good trade if Sean Payton's all in. I don't know if it's awesome that if Peyton Man if Sean Payton was just, God, the Peyton Manning, George Payton, Sean Payton thing's so confusing. But if Sean Payton's like, oh yeah, I don't really know if I want this Broncos job, but um, they're going to pay me a hundred million dollars in five years. So yeah, I'll take it. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, you know, I, I was looking it up because it's hard to find coaching compensation. It's double. He used to, he had, he had a five-year deal for like 46 and now it's like five years, about 96. That's what he's making in Denver? It's five years, 90, 92, something like that. It starts with a nine because it's about 18 million a year for five years. I mean, it's guaranteed. I think Sean Payton is going to be on the team longer than Russell Wilson. So 85. I just did the yeah. math in my head. It seems likely actually. Also, this whole thing with his quarterbacks coach um, is going to be an interesting wrinkle in this whole story. So basically a reporter asked Sean Payton the other day when he did his introductory presser that, you know, are you, is he okay with like having Russell Wilson's private quarterbacks coach? Jake, That's a package Jake, deal. Jake Heaps, who Russell um, Wilson package deal with his quarterback. Yeah, coach. Apparently he had like full access to the, you know, facilities last year. Like he was at the, you know, at their practice facilities, all that stuff. And Payton was like, no, I, that's foreign to me. That's not going to happen here. And if you ever have seen anything with Russell Wilson's agent, like some shenanigans are gonna. Happen. I feel like there's gonna be a massive. Can you elaborate for people who are not like so been covering the Seahawks for twelve years? He basically is just like, you know, he tries to strong arm the team more or less. Like he has for years. Like by calling every reporter who writes anything about Russell Wilson's team. Basically, yeah. Like you know, I don't know. I don't have a specific example on the top of my mind, but like from what I understand is like you know he is he's. Russell Wilson's like his only football yes. client. He's like a baseball, he's a baseball agent. agent. He literally, he, Russell Wilson signed with this guy because he 
was the there was some random Duke player who transferred to Syracuse and tried to do baseball and football or something. Greg Paulus. Yeah. Anyway, so this he represented Greg Paulus to the ba basketball or the two sport thing, and I think Russell Wilson just was like, "You uh, do two sports." Yeah. yeah. And I, I, oh, I interesting. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. Anyway. Paulus played point guard at Duke for like four years and then went to go be the quarterback at Syracuse. Yeah. Really Anyhow, I think his name is Mark Rogers. But anyways, yes, there's Mark like Rogers. a history there of like the Seahawks and Russell Wilson's agent. And of course, like teams and agents don't get along all the time. That's like very common. But from everything that I've heard, it was like really contentious relationship. And so like with Peyton saying this about Russell Wilson, I'm wondering if Russell Wilson and his team are going to like really push back on I this think and how, it's gonna, play how nice. it's going to work. Well, because now, I, I think mean, Sean nice. Payton is like the big man on campus. Like, right. the, yeah. Bill always does the like, who gets the table at the restaurant? Like in Denver yep. now, Sean Payton gets the table over Russell Wilson, especially yeah. after the last Sean season. Sean Payton's smart know, enough right. to invite Russell Wilson to the table, but yes. Like, what's more likely now, DK, with Sean Payton there, who's objectively like a great mind and a good coach and has a great track record? Do you think it's more likely that the Seahawks, I mean, that the Broncos are. Five and twelve this season, or twelve and five. Probably five and twelve. Oh, really? Well, I don't know. I wow. do think that Wilson is going to be better than he was last year, but twelve and five in that division. I don't know. That doesn't. Feel I mean, very that's likely. what we all expected them to be this year. It was probably around eleven. Know, but then 12 we saw wins. the reality of what what Russell Wilson is now in his career. But the defense is the defense is still incredible. Defense is very, like it varies year to year. Like there's, it's not a lot of predictability there. But the offense, look, oh, that's such a hard. I would say five and twelve because it's just easier to be five and twelve because two people can, like Russell Wilson get hurt and it's like as good as. What did they? What, how many games did they win this year? I think around four. that four or maybe, five. Actually, maybe it's like if Russell Wilson gets hurt, that's the path to twelve and five. I mean, yeah, it's it's very hard to like predict, but I would say oh, no one. Okay, was that not funny? No, that was funny. Oh, okay. Who's their backup quarterback right now? Was it Brett Rippin still? <laughs> Rippin. I wonder, do you think Taysom Hill's going to come to the Broncos? I mean, he's got to. We got to figure out a way to make this happen. I learned that you cannot add a player in a in a coach trade deal. It is. Oh, you can't? You're not allowed to package uh, a player with oh, a that's coach. Interesting. Well, that's why Taysom Hill hasn't been traded yet. That's why. Yeah, so you yeah. think Brett, so is it Derek? Oh, no, that's on the Raiders. Derek, maybe the Saints trade for Derek Carr just to send Carr and Taysom Hill to the Broncos for... It's like, a, like, it's yeah. like a three-way. Yeah, we just there do like a little throuple. <laughs> three-way deal. A lot, of, a lot of fake trades Mike on this Evans pod today. Yeah. We're, really okay. coming, we're really like going through it. All right, next up here. Panthers hired Frank Reich to be their head coach. First offensive coach in Panthers history. Really? Which is, I know. I mean, they've only wow. been like around for like 30 years or whatever, but still. Wow. Um, they hired Arrow Everett as their defensive coordinator and the smart people like Steven and the X's and O's people think it's like a great combo. Right, right. Draft-wise... I saw that Frank Reich, so he's an NFL, he was an NFL quarterback, and he's six foot four, and he's basically been coaching for like 30 years, and he's never coached a quarterback who was under 6'3. Kind of like Bryce Young's out for the Panthers because Will Levis and Stroud are 6'3. Yeah. It would not be surprising. I, I think the number one thing you, you glean from the Frank Reich hire is that they want to have a guy who can come in and develop a quarterback that speaks, that says to me, we're going to go get a quarterback in this draft. They're in the position to do it. They're at number nine. They can trade up if they need to, or they can just sit where they are and maybe take a guy there. But, um, I mean, yeah, I, I could definitely see them liking Will Levis. Like he is, yeah, he is Carson Wentzy. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> maybe that's actually a bad thing for Reich now, but like Reich, no, Reich, Reich still really, loves Wentz. He went to bat for Wentz. Like he's the he reason the, the Colts got him. Yeah, he, even when they had to get rid of Carson Wentz, Reich was like crying. And in terms of nature versus nurture, landing spot wise, how do you feel about the Panthers and Frank Reich for a guy like a Levis or Stroud? Let's say, yeah, good. I, it's not. It's definitely not the worst. Like it's they've got DJ Moore. You know, they have a, a I think, an 
offensive line that's getting better and like it's a young offensive line but it's getting better they had that left tackle um last year and he got better as the year went on they kind of have zero skill position players other than dj moore yeah but like i i just i think coaching is the most important thing terrace marshall but he's he hasn't really done anything defense yeah they have a really good young defense you can add players but the death knell for young quarterbacks is changing the offensive coordinator a lot like if you look at all the quarterbacks to honest 20 years that have succeeded more or less almost all of them had either the right coordinator off the bat or they fired him and they had the right coordinator second right it's like the opposite of what alex smith went through alex smith baker mayfield like baker had four offenses in five years and if you count transferring in college like seven offenses in like eight they had a good run game at the end of the year the panthers oh yeah i mean that's like a good support system for a young quarterback well they're gone now. All those people were fired. All the people that were in the run game? Oh, the players. Right. Oh, yeah, you're right. So, but on that, well, <laughs> yeah, on a, you big uh, I mean, I guess, Chuba Hubbard, Deontay Foreman well, guy. I think Deontay Foreman's a free agent, but like, this is more about the offensive line. Speaking yeah. of the people who were fired and or not retained, so this is not so fun, but the Panthers, so they did not hire Steve Wilkes, who was the defensive coordinator who replaced Matt, yeah. Ra- Matt Rule. And it's almost kind of been forgotten how bad the Panthers were at the beginning of the season with Matt yeah. Rule. And Steve Wilkes takes over this team that was abysmal. They go six and six. The Panthers almost win the division, make the playoffs. Yeah, they really got hot like at the end yeah. there. So Bill's Steve Wilk- favorite team at the end of the year. Yeah. So Steve Wilkes was not hired, and he he's black defensive coordinator for the Panthers, and he's part of the Brian Flores civil discrimination lawsuit. Mm. So there's no indication he's like suing the Panthers, but his lawyers did release a statement saying that they were basically really upset and mad that Steve Wilkes did not earn the job. Right. And so we're in this weird spot right now where like. The Super Bowl we're at right now in Phoenix, it's like a huge story. Like, literally, it's the first thing Mahomes and Hurts were asked about on Monday night by anybody was, like, two black quarterbacks starting the Super Bowl for the first time. You know, it's a milestone. And then also general managers. Like, there's a quarter of the leagues almost. The general managers are black, which is, like, a huge improvement, obviously, historically. But then coaching, we're back to, you know, in a league with 70% black players. We're back to, like, basically 10% of the coaches because we're back to Mike Tomlin, Todd Bowles, and D'Amico Ryan just got hired by the Texans as three black head coaches. And then also Mike McDaniels identifies as biracial. So we're at four out of 32. So like going forward in the GMs and stuff, but like the coaching, the Panthers one was kind of tinged. And then it's the same thing. It's the same thing with the Colts though, which is weird, which is we can get it, which is like this zany, hilarious, fun sideshow on one hand with like 13 interviews, eight guys to the second round. Like Jim Irsay was in Josh McDaniels' bathroom for an hour. Did we talk about this with We you? did. We talked about it on the pod, didn't we? Oh, you did. I think you were. Yeah. Ursa he was in the, the bathroom, bathroom for an hour. For that pod. Yeah, you were. He was. I mean, he, he remembers <laughs> I it. He was. I remember definitely laughing my ass off. He remembers it for it was. It was so, one hour. Yes. <laughs> it's like a dumb and dumber insane. situation, I think. <laughs> absolutely insane. And it's like, I, I actually think that the Ursa bathrooms thing is the single funniest thing that has come out of the offseason. I, I don't think it's right. going to be a baby. I think you're right. And having said that, it's almost like, but if he goes through this and hires Jeff Saturday, it will kind of poison the whole vibe because everyone's going to be the whole, the Jeff Saturday thing pissed off everybody in the coaching world. Cause on one hand it was funny. On the other hand, it's like they skipped over little, they took someone who had no coaching experience at college in the NFL. And it was like pretty insulting to coaches, especially black coaches. And then if you, if he hires Saturday, this is so obviously like a boondoggle of like, they're literally putting on a show to be like, look how hard we worked right. just to arrive at the guy that yeah. I already wanted anyway. And so it's like, if you hire Saturday, it's going to be, I don't know, what's two notches below a fiasco. But like, it's going to be bad. Yeah. No, that's above. Okay. It's going to be bad. Yeah. And so, it, I don't know. It, it's just, it's just kind of, I think it's been hanging over the What's Broncos your prediction the right now? They're, they're hiring Jeff Saturday, right? I don't think so. I don't want to be cynical. I kind of think... I don't know. It, I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, I've lost track of who they've all interviewed well, at this point. Well, they're interviewing... Apparently, Wing Martindale, the giant who changed the Giants' defense. Mm. It, you know, there's a lot. I mean, there's eight guys. Do you want me to read the list? Yes. Oh my God. Okay. So the list that that they've interviewed. 
This is the second round. The Shane Steichen, who's the Eagles uh, offensive coordinator. Raheem Morris, who's the Rams defensive coordinator. Brian Callen, who's the Bengals offensive coordinator. Wink for the Giants. Lions uh, defensive coordinator, Aaron Glenn. Rich Bisacci, who's the Packers special teams coach. Um, coach Beard, who's the AFC Richmond assistant coach. And Jeff Saturday. Well, I, I want to hand like this does feel like a total just like performance by them, like basically mm. interviewing everybody in the freaking league. On one hand, I can kind of like credit teams like they should probably take their time on this decision because it's a very important decision. But it's like been ridiculous at this point. I agree. But I, if they make a smart decision, it validates all of the time they spent. Right. right. Like this, if, if they hire an offensive coordinator or a Martindale or something that everybody respects. Well, then it will make all of this theoretically worth it. I'm so glad you mentioned will they make a smart decision. Did you see that? Look at this tweet from Jim Irsay. He tweeted this. Oh, Listen, yes. We're recording this Wednesday. He tweeted this Tuesday. This week of Super Bowl. We said, comma, as an organization. <laughs> There's no space between the comments. So it's, we said, comma, as an organization. He tweets more deranged than Schefter does. Sometimes you read a tweet from someone, you're like, oh, their PR team wrote this. I've never been more confident in my life that Jim Irsay yes. wrote this. We said, comma, as an organization. But this is the fight for <laughs> parentheses, cults. <laughs> in, football in emoji. This is so good. As an organization, parentheses, yeah. Colts. My favorite football part is emoji. the football emoji yeah, yeah. after Colts. The coaching search would be an open-minded and thorough process, dot, dot, dot. And the final decision would be strictly based on, comma, no space. What is best for our franchise's success and best for our fans, comma, of Colts Nation, football emoji, thumb up, <laughs> dot, dot, two dots. Final decision coming in days, not hours. Football, football emoji. emoji. I'm going to send a tweet like this when the Super Bowl's over about like what happens to the fantasy feed. I'm going to be like, <laughs> we, as a as the Ringer Fantasy Football Show, parentheses, <laughs> podcast. <laughs> no, it's we as a podcast, parentheses, Ringer Fantasy Football Show. Oh, okay. my God. Last year, uh, Jets hired Nate Hackett, which I guess we mentioned up we top. We talked about that, they yeah. They fired Matt Fleur, but yeah. Or Mike, sorry, Mike LaFleur, and then Mike LaFleur went to Sean McVay and the Rams, and we hit all that. Yeah, it's all like the, the McVay Jockeying family. for Rodgers. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I don't know. I have I have very little thoughts about Nate Hackett going to the Jets. I already expressed my thoughts on that. I think it's like a very obvious ploy to get Aaron Rodgers. Woody Johnson wants Nate Hackett, right? And with with Lafleur, like that's fine. McVay's still going to be calling the plays, right? You're Sean McVay's younger brother. I am. What do you make of McVay? Like, is, is he just going to debate retirement like every year? He's the youngest head coach in the NFL, and he's got burnout, which I get. It's remarkable that he's still the youngest head coach. He still is. I believe he's been the coach for six. Seasons yeah. and he's still the youngest head coach it's in the kind league. Of insane. You think he's thirty six years old? Not to get real, but like you, you, I feel like you know him like not well, but like more than ninety nine point nine percent of know people. Him well, like than a, us, a, a summer. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're not like his best. I mean, he did call you brother, but like I'm just saying, you better know him. Some of those are better than ninety nine point nine percent of people. What do you make of like? Is he just gonna keep? having this existential crisis after every season? I honestly, I think yes. And I think it, it's who he is as a person. He's an incredibly nice, generous guy and he wants to do well and he's incredibly intelligent. And I honestly think that the weight of his job and wanting to succeed at the level that he thinks he's capable of is so much work and so much pressure on him that it weighs on him. And he's a guy who doesn't want to coach forever. He doesn't want to be a 25-year yeah, coach is what he told me. But And... <sighs> I know he cares about his staff a lot. He doesn't want to screw people over. He doesn't like right. you know jerking them around. So I, I do think that he he really does struggle with like the kind of the Sophie's choice of like, do I want to stay and like be the best I can be, which is like burning the midnight oil, burning the candle on both ends, sleeping five hours a day. Cause I know that if I do that, I can be one of the best coaches in the league or right. one of the best coaches ever. But also that's just like really fucking hard to do for somebody who's like started at 30 years old like yeah. you're looking at 30 more years doing that 40 more so my gut when he so when you when you say that well he does he said he didn't want to coach for 25 dick you have like 
more life experience than us. And you're only 13 years older, but honestly, I kind of think you've had twice as much because you've been an adult for twice as long as we've been adults, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I don't even, I'm, I'm still not an adult in my I, mind. That's what I'm saying. But like, how many, don't people all the time kind of like, yeah, I don't want to keep doing this. And then you just kind of keep doing it like day by day. Yeah, and you're like, look different. up and it's 10 years. Like, is it, if you've, if you've a nine to five and you sell insurance, that's not the same as Sean McVay coaching for 14 hours a day. Right. Every Especially single when he day. has the access to the type of money he has. Bill Belichick to. literally said the same thing. And I kind of do think that there's like a Sith Lord, like Bill Belichick, like is Sean McVay 30 years in the future. Like, cause here's the thing, the way McVay, like, I feel like doesn't have that much joy from winning more like relief from not losing. Doesn't that most remind you of Belichick and Saban? So you're calling bullshit and you think McVay's going to be around for no, two it's decades? No, bullshit. I think that it's just... Well, if you're that competitive and that you're wired that way to yes. become a head coach, like you have to be... I mean, head coaches in the NFL, like you have to be the hardest working person like in a, in a group of people that's already like one of the hardest working people My, you know, that you've ever been around. So you have to be like a type A in, in, amongst a group of type A's. And so I think what Heifetz is saying is like, Maybe he says he wants to get out of it or whatever, but like his actual, you know, like who he is is just going to keep him there. I think that so Bill, the thing I always think about with this conversation is Bill Belichick. Literally, I forget the name of the coach. Marv, he basically was like, I never want to be this guy who coached till he was seventy years old. Bill Belichick is over seventy years old now, and he like has someone's. He's joked about it, but they're like, yeah, I never thought I would, but here I am. I don't know. I I just think times are different now, and, it's and different I, generations for sure too. I mean, literally, like leaving your job is not as big of a deal as it was when Bill Belichick is seventy, as like McVeigh when he's was he 37, 36? Yeah, something like that. I, I think it's quite literally so exhausting, and he just won the Super Bowl. And kind of like already experienced like his dream, right? Like it's it's probably pretty weird to like reach your climax at like thirty five. He made more Super Bowls than Sean Payton did, you know. So I think he's like, all right, uh, I have a lot of other things that I can do in my life. He probably wants to get into television, yeah. Um, and he had a tough year. He lost his grandfather. He just got married. His wife is Ukrainian. Yeah, like there was a lot going on, and I, I just think he's like, all right, I'm a bit overwhelmed, and maybe I can't yeah. dedicate my my entire mental capacity right now to football. And if I can't do that. I'm not respecting my team. And when you say lost his grandfather, it's it almost doesn't get mentioned enough that like his grandfather was the architect of the 49ers when, and like the Niners draft room, like what Kyle Shannon and John Lynch draft out of, it's called the the John McVay draft room. And not only that, he was super close with them and spent a lot of time with them in his childhood growing up with them. Which is why he's the way he is. Yeah. So, um, you know, it's tough out there for these millennials. He's a millennial. Yeah. Dude, yeah. It's just like, boom, tough. Oh, man. Wow. Uh, People. Like I have trouble now when I think like I have a friend who works at JP Morgan and she works like 90 hours a week. And I'm like, damn, you make great money. But for the rest of your life, that's a lot. That's a, that's a long, that's a lot of hours to be, to be grinding. Yeah. <laughs> I think of that sports center commercial with the Oregon ducks typing and he looks out the window and all the ducks in the pond are quacking. He's like, just yearning for a, for better days. <laughs> oh that's McVeigh. He's like, cr he's like, cr like crunching tape at like 1 a.m. and he like looks outside and sees like a guy like riding his bike through the park and he's like, fuck, that could be me. Oh my God. That was awesome. Uh, you guys want to do emails? Yeah. Okay. I got an email from Rachel. 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 So uh, in yesterday's episode, where our Super Bowl preview slash Burger King interview, Rachel says, you guys talked about torque and horsepower yeah. and not knowing what they are. Yeah. If you really want to feel dumb, take a guess at how much horsepower one horse has. <laughs> <laughs> wow. God damn it. This is such a good trivia so question. It's not Obviously, it's one? not one, or I imagine she would not have emailed us. I have not seen it, but this obviously, is like it's not dumb one. Dumb answers on Jeopardy. Like, how many <laughs> horsepower is one horse? How many horsepower does one horse or have, or whatever? The, my favorite question we've or like, ever what's heavier, a pound of bricks or a pound of feathers? <laughs> no, my favorite question we've ever gotten was the, was the uh, how much does a cloud weigh? This I, might be top how ten. Much though. Does fog weigh? I use the the cloud trivia question like 
all the time with my friends. That's my favorite. I'm still pretty convinced it's like it's 1.4 billion pounds. You said like five pounds. He said three, and it was like actually it's like a billion. I was like zero. I don't get it. Well, it's one. Don't think of it like a cloud. Think of it like all. What's the weight of all the rain from a storm? I don't get. I still don't get. it. Doesn't make any sense. Five pounds. Doesn't make any sense. By the way, somebody get somebody so tweeted with rain. Really, somebody I, I tweeted at me don't that get how it floats. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry. No, okay. <laughs> I don't get the atmosphere. What's no. with the whole? Va- you actually know what it is? It's water, ice. It's like the cloud is like the Holy Ghost of the Trinity. Uh, like so, Jesus. Okay. So if a cloud God fell on Trinity. a building, it would collapse the building. What? <laughs> if, if a it cloud, rained, if it was concentrated into one thing, yeah. Okay. So if you froze a cloud, it would be a one billion pound block of ice. I don't think I'm qualified to answer <laughs> that question. Take it, what were you saying with the Twitter? I was just saying, I, I didn't know what the definition of torque was yesterday. Somebody tweeted at me that it's force times distance. Yeah, how long you can fucking pull something? Force times distance? How hard and long can you pull something? That's why it's like F4, F150s. It's like, it can pull a bus. <laughs> <laughs> Just we should just like spend a lot of time trying to explain torque. Should we get Dennis Larry on this podcast to what just like Rachel's keep saying email? torque? Yeah, what is what's Rachel up to? Oh, <laughs> uh, Rachel. Oh, yeah. So wait. So we got to figure out how much horse is a horse. How much oh, horsepower yeah. does a horse? Two. Have? I'm gonna say two. Uh, that's. I'm gonna say ten. Oh boy. Seven point six. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> the answer is fifteen. <laughs> oh, all right. That doesn't make any sense. No, that makes sense. Doesn't it doesn't make any sense. It. Why did they name it horsepower? Dude, that should be like a legal disclaimer. Like the the drug ads, they have to put all the side effects. They should have to have the Ford F-150, 15,000 horsepower. It's like actually just 1,000 horses. God damn it. Interesting. That's crazy. So if a car has like 300 horsepower, it's not 300 horses. It's actually like... You, <laughs> you can't know. divide 300 by 15. Oh, yeah, okay, it's 20. Yeah, it's 20 horses. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. Uh, we got an email from True. 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 Uh, so yesterday we argued about the haphazard thing because I you guys get mad at me because I mispronounced what did I mispronounce? Oh, the I said geyser counter. Geyser counter. I'm sure telling I can't say haphazard, and you're like it's haphazard. I'm like I know, but I know I'm wrong. But like graph is how am I supposed to know that? So anyway, I was like, there's no words to have that. And True was like, bitch, shepherd. Suck it. I'm so happy this. The other ones I think are BS because they're all two words that got put together. So flop house loophole. People, those are like loop, hole, like those are two words you got put together. Shepherd's legit. Shepherd is one. I Great. still think it's not crazy. I, I I know I do it more than most though. Words. Thank you, True. We got one from Jorge. Jorge. This question's a few weeks too late, but with how the NFC Championship game played out, do you think the 49ers and Kyle Shannon regret not picking up Baker Mayfield when he was on waivers? Ooh. I recall Shannon explicitly saying they had no intention of adding him, but like if Mayfield had been in the NFC Championship game instead of Josh Johnson, like could the Niners have won the game? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I think they really just didn't think he was any good. Like I think they <laughs> legitimately thought everybody they had it's was better. Yet another another instance of the Rams stealing a quarterback from yes. the Niners. So in re- so I, here's what I think happened. I th- so the way that waivers were, it's actually exactly like fantasy football. The Rams had a higher pick than the Niners, and I think as soon as Kyle Shannon knew that. Sean McVay was going to take Baker. You don't put the pick in because then Brock, Pur- you have a real life PR problem of like Brock Purdy. Oh, right. And then you have to deal with the right. questions of like, oh, you don't believe in Brock or Trey Lance or Jimmy. Like you, you wanted Baker. So they were maybe hoping he cleared waivers and then they could just add him. No, they were just like, Sean's going to get him. So why put, why create a PR news cycle when we have no chance of getting him? Having said that, what if the Niners got Baker? 
Baker it's kind of an Mahomes. amazing. Like, does yeah. I know it's crazy, but like, dude, Josh Johnson. He would have been better than Josh Johnson. He doesn't Johnson. fumble yeah. a shotgun snap in his hands and hand the Eagles a touchdown for halftime. Like, of course. Like all he had to, even if he just got twenty more yards in that drive, it's like fourteen to ten at halftime. And he'd I mean, be the yeah. next Nick Foles. Oh boy, isn't that dude, wild? Ba- can you imagine if Baker had won that? Also, Eagles fans, after we like spent ten minutes being like, "Are the Eagles frauds?" Listen to this right now. I think Chris <laughs> Ryan slacked us this morning and basically threatened our lives. <laughs> like what we talked about the Eagles yesterday. Yeah, yeah, he was like, "I love the show." I was walking around London listening to it. However, what the literal fuck, <laughs> Chris? Ryan, it's like, like I'm outside the British Museum. What the fuck? If you're an Eagles fan and you were like, <laughs> I kind of hate these guys for shit talking the Eagles yesterday. Just know that like we have what is Chris? I don't know. Bosses, bosses, boss. I don't even know. We have executives at our company might inflict bodily harm if they were not continent away. I was a little bold by just like our Super Bowl previews. First words in the title was just Eagles fraud watch. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing, though. Oh the best God. team in the league all season. No real sign that they're frauds well, whatsoever. And I just launched that the into the title. That, here's the thing. The Eagles, though, have covered like every game and they're lost one game with the starting quarterback. And they've been winning for basically every moment of the season. Right. But is that a good thing? <laughs> Damn it. It scares me. No I'm just adversity. saying, like, I prefer teams who've been losing more <laughs> because those have adversity. Yeah, they've been through something. Yeah. You know? Mm. <laughs> yeah. It makes a lot of sense. Most successful people in life usually had hard upbringings. They got, like, that grit. They got the dog in them. That's right. Yeah. Rocky? Lost. What are the Eagles? <laughs> they're like they're like a Nepo baby, you know? They're just, Dude. like, waltzing through life. Rocky would not have been Rocky if he had won every moment of every fight. He would have... Yeah. He just KOs Apollo 12-0 and Rocky won? It's not Philly. Wasn't there like a line in 50 Cent song like, sunny days wouldn't be great if it wasn't for rain? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. how, how are they? And even it's gonna, always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, there we go. I think that sums it up. All right. Boom. <laughs> what are we even talking about? I have no idea. I just kind of wanted to make the Philly people mad. All right. Uh, we'll have Ben Solak on tomorrow, who's an Eagles fan. So if you're mad at us, Solak can yell at us. All right. Thank you, DK. Thank you, Craig. Thank you to Kai for producing. Uh, thank you to everyone for listening. Thank you again to the Burger King guys for yesterday. Oh, yeah, that was fun. Whopper, 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 whopper. Check that out. That was really fun. (laughs) Four of them. Uh, Thank you, Lauren. Lauren. Thank you, uh, Drake. I already said that a million times. You you can't just keep naming mega famous rappers. I I can tell he's been working really hard this week because you haven't been listening to music, clearly. Right. Like, you don't have anyone. Usually, I feel like you're just kind of like, who have you been listening to the last couple days? Oh, God. Maroon 5. But you just said that because literally on yesterday's pod, you That's asked okay. about the halftime show. I mean, how else do people think of things? I'm not going to like recall, recall. It's all right. Maroon 5. There I used go. to really like Maroon 5. Yeah. I thought like, uh, was the album Sundays with Jane or something mm-hmm. like that? Oh my that God. Songs right. about Jane. Yeah. And Sunday was a song the on Sunday, Sunday morning. morning rain. I'm not going to do that. It's a fantastic album. Would you, would any of you like to take a crack at Sunday morning rain? Sunday falling? morning rain is falling. That song. <laughs> Did you ever sing in high school? Were you in plays? No. Uh, I did do like, I, I, I did not like sing, but we, uh, my high school, we did this thing called lip sync. So you actually oh, don't yeah, sing, yeah. but anyway, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a good singer. I'm a, He's a performer. Singer. I'm a thespian at heart. Typhoon, you didn't sing though. Right. Oh, well, I, all right. So here's, all right, this is actually a good story. Oh, good. All right. What are we, a minute five in? He's like, all right, I got a story for you. <laughs> or hour five in? When I was in high school, there was like a like a shop class, like woodwork. And basically the, the class was, we had to make all the wood. You had to it's make the sets of the place. It's crazy that they let high schoolers do this stuff. It, it was like a free period with chain, like sauce. So, like, like very dangerous. Like, it also with feels chemistry. so like outmoded now to be like, you're going to work with your hands for a class. It's like, 
how irrelevant is that now? Yeah, they didn't teach, teach you to like, code. They didn't teach you yeah. to pay taxes or use Microsoft Excel, but like, yeah, they taught <laughs> like me to, how like, to invest money. None no, of that. No, right. well, why, ugh, please. But no, but it, we, so there was like a free tools, but basically there was like no homework, except you had to spend like three hours after school painting some room. And I just didn't go. And was so, this just a, a subtle way of uh, tricking kids into just repainting the school? Yeah, it's <laughs> exactly what it was. It was like, and so anyway, I didn't go. And the guy liked me and he was like, all right, I, I can't give you an A if you don't put in the work, but make it up to me. I want you to try out for the school play. Or I like will not give you credit for any homework all year. Why, why would your woodworking teacher want you to try out for the school play? Because he was also the stage director uh, for the play. That's why the woodworking class was he's just like making building the sets. The sets. Okay. So he's like, you have to try out for the play. So I go out and I have to try out for this fucking play. So like, I, I walk on stage and it's this is like the plot of a rom-com. Yeah, and it's literally, I go out there and it's three people go out there and it's me. And it's what's gonna it called? fall the, for a girl with glasses and a ponytail now? Literally girls with glass and, glass and ponytail. It was the two <laughs> presidents of the players club. They were like dating and they were like, ran the theater kid club. And they're like, all right, everyone give us your best thing. And they're like, la, 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 la. Oh, and she's boy. like, la, la, la. And then I'm like, la, 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 la. <laughs> and they're like, no, no, no. <laughs> Different key. Did and they I'm make like, you do the fa la la la? Like you yes. had to do that? I just sing like a line. I don't remember the words were, but it was like different key. And I'm like, you're like whopper, la, la, whopper, la, la. whopper, <laughs> whopper, whopper. But I'm like, I don't, I still to this day don't actually know what key is. I don't either. Or pitch. And I had, it was like 10 minutes. And then they gave That's me. That's brutal. Was it really They made you do it for 10 minutes? Yeah. So I was like, okay. Stop. I feel like honestly they could tell within well, five I mean, seconds like, they, that you're not going to make I guess it. I wasn't singing for 10 minutes. I was there for 10 minutes since they were doing most of it. So at least I was like, all right, I'm, I'm not in the play now. And then they gave me a non-speaking role. Probably the You're a tree? Yeah. <laughs> I was a pope. A pope. Which is ironic because I'm Jewish, but... <laughs> nice. Anyway. All right. Well, that's a good story. That's all we got. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs>